Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Use it. 
good. Okay. Let's see what's on my mind tonight. Well, obviously that was on what was on my mind tonight, huh? How about that? Because <laughs> I was going to remind everybody that this is the last show of the year. So that is what is on my mind. We will speak prosperity into the lives of ourselves and our loved ones and even our enemies because our enemies become our footstools when it is time for us to achieve, rise, and conquer. Okay? All right. Well, maybe that was the motivational moment. I don't know. (laughs) But let's go ahead. We're going to get to the rundown, all right, because we have a lot of show to get in uh, in these next two hours. So let's hopefully we can get to all of it. Of course, NFL Week 14 recap. Um, We'll go over the NFL playoff picture. COVID-19 outbreak. It has been the worst since the pandemic hit. This is the most numbers that they have experienced even when we were really going through the pandemic. So it's just a reminder that it's not going anywhere. Um, It's not going anywhere ever. I hope people will realize that. But um, we are still in the midst of a, a COVID crisis. So let's just make sure that we pay attention to that. Um, so, again, with the COVID outbreaks, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, so hopefully we will get a chance to talk about it. Why can't athletes be honest about their vaccination status as we see how important it is um, for the players to be upfront and honest? Um, and also Steph Curry, he um, makes history last night. We'll hopefully get to talk about that. All of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, again, a jam-packed show for you so let's go ahead get to our first break the breaks tonight absolutely no rhyme no reason your girl had to flip a coin yes i did because i didn't have you know the birthdays didn't help me so yeah i just basically flipped a coin and on you know this genre this genre and and the last genre and so hopefully you will enjoy the 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 music that the coin picked okay do have a christmas song in there i was gonna focus on christmas songs but i was like no don't want to do that again but i do have a christmas song in there and it happens to be my all-time favorite all right so we'll go ahead jump into the first break and then on the outside of that nfl news but also a tragedy struck the NFL on um, Thursday, and we will talk about that as well. All right, so again, jam-packed show for you. I hope you're ready because we're ready to bring it to you. LL Sports 2 with TJ. Let's get it. Yo, man, you ready to drop this, man? Yeah. We'll kick it from kick it down, kick it down, kick it down. Yeah. 
Breaking down the hat as much as they could possibly get. Meanwhile, I'm lamping, feeling like a champion. Push up on a cutie phone, see this, I'm stamped. I'm the face, I'm back though. Stuff like an Oreo. Everybody broke for a heavy deep video. Pumping in stereo. People said, here we go. A cutie down the front and said, heavy, you're my hero. Understand this before you make a comment. There's always a meaning in a heavy deep statement. In this life, I strive for improvement. Be your own God, follow your own movement. Love is a legend. Me, I'm legendary at it. Flipping on the mic makes me a rapping acrobat. Don't try to swing because you couldn't even hang. Hey, we got our own thing. Thomas, 
formerly of the Denver Broncos. He had just retired in June of this year. Um, you know, he was one of those wide receivers that was the opposite of Dorothy's and OB Days and Randy Moss. Um, he was just the total opposite of what you expect from a wide receiver. Um, quiet demeanor, just went out there and balled out and um, had a quiet presence about him. But uh, he passed this um, last Thursday night um, here in Roswell, Georgia, at his home. Um, they were reporting that it was a medical. It was from a medical issue, and uh, from family members, um, specifically Latanya Bonsignor. Uh, she's a first cousin. They grew up together. She she said that they're basically like um, brother and sister. How close they were, but they're saying that uh, Demarius had been suffering from seizures over the past year. Even his former teammates were. Um, talking about how he had been suffering from seizures before he even retired, which might explain his kind of, uh, I want to say sudden retirement from football, but it was kind of questionable. We, you know, wasn't somebody that you were expecting to retire from the league, but um, now we, we may know why. But um, according to his cousin, she spoke to the Associated Press, and she said, I quote, he had been suffering from seizures from o- for over a year, and we believe he had a seizure when he was showering. Uh, we're not sure when he died. We just spoke with him yesterday, end quote. And they were talking um, in another article that I read that because of his seizures, his driver had a key to his home, and he was supposed to be meeting a friend later on Thursday night. No, no, um, Thursday night football could have been, but we don't know exactly what, but he was supposed to be meeting a friend um, Thursday evening. No one could get in touch with him. His driver did come to the house because he had the key, let himself in, and did find him um, in the shower. Uh, called 911. Um, of course, paramedics came and everything, but um, unfortunately, he was pronounced dead. Um, so, just uh, this is a sad story all the way around. But um, you know, just want to give the ladies an opportunity to you know talk about um, just their thoughts of the overall situation. Um, Janelle, we'll have you kick that off. Um, I was definitely shocked to hear about it. Um, it. It really is sad to, especially for him to be so young and so loved because not just the uh, Broncos, but Georgia Tech still loves him. He was just up there uh, recently speaking with students. So it's it's a, definitely a sad situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, Lou, any thoughts? Sad for the family, you know, sad to hear that, and just going to be praying for the family. And you just never know when your time is. We just why we got to always be ready. That is true. That is so very true. Shout out to my, co- my cousin, Solange Smith, in the house. Uh, courtesy of my attire tonight is courtesy of Slits. By her Yes You make sure you hit her up Yolanda Smith She's on Facebook And Instagram Thank you Kevin Shout out Give all the detail here I'm going to go over it At the end of the show So thank you I love you Alright um, But yeah Just totally um, Unexpected and, and Like Aunt Lou said We never know You know We never know When our 
when our time here on earth is over. So we must always live every day to the fullest, right? We just have to stop taking things for granted. But again, 33 years old, and like Janelle said, um, still a very um, uh, viable part or, or still entrenched um, in his alma mater, Georgia Tech, and uh, both of those both of those um, organizations, Georgia Tech and Denver, um, just very sad, very sad over the weekend. And, you know, going forward. All right. So, um, say what with that, let's go ahead, and we're going to do a quick recap of week 14. Um, so, ladies, I'm kind of going to go through the scores quickly just so that we can – Make sure we get to everything. But if there is a game that you want to spend a little bit more time on, you just say, hold up, and we will talk about it, okay? So let's kick it off with Thursday night football. I know that Terry is kicking herself for changing. I know she is. I know she is. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to talk about this with her so bad and get her thoughts, but, you know, but she called, she uh Chimed in at the last minute saying, ladies, I want to change my pick. Ooh, I know she hates you since that tip. But, again, let's kick it off. Thursday night, Steelers, Vikings, Vikings did. They were they managed to hold on. Hold on to your lead. Okay. Vikings, 36. Steelers, 28. Where were the Steelers in the first half? I mean, okay, I do have to ask this question. Ladies, do you think that Mike Tomlin just went in at halftime and said, listen here. I don't know what y'all need to do. I don't know what is going on, but you will not embarrass me like this. We need to get out there in this second half, and we have got to do something. I mean, what do you think it was, ladies? I mean, it was just a complete turnaround. It was 29 to 0. Well, hold on. I I take that back. It was 29 to 0 with two minutes and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. So it still took them a whole quarter almost to, to get in the game. But, ladies, what is going on with the Steelers? I, I don't know what that was. That was some tomfoolery right there because that, that was it, – it was it was embarrassing. And I'm sure he probably went in there and put his foot down and, and put his foot in somebody's behind or something because that was just – it was unbelievable. And I and then when they came out at, at the beginning of the second half, I said, okay, so are they going to put up a goose egg tonight? What is happening? <laughs> I'm like, come on. Oh, oh, uh, hey, Lou, did you want to comment on, on the Steelers' uh, lackluster performance in the first three quarters? Girl, I don't know what that was. Every time I vote on them, I lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they win when I don't expect it. I know, right? That's the first thing I was thinking. When they made that comeback, I was like, uh-oh, okay, Steelers are finally going to, to, to prove me right. Okay, but um, but they didn't. They still fell. But oh, the wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver, uh, Friar Moose. How do you still think he is kicking himself over that drive? Oh, and okay. So let me ask you this, ladies. You saw the whole game. Did both of you see the whole game? Yeah, I saw the whole game. Okay. No, I didn't see it all. I didn't see it all. Okay. Okay. All right. So Janelle, I'm gonna ask you this question. Was that Good defense, or did the wide receiver drop the ball? Oh no, that that was a drop ball. That, let's just be clear on that. That was a drop ball. That they, I don't know what. And what ticked me off about it was it was right there in his hands. How do you just drop that? 
How do you just drop, especially knowing how close you are to winning this game? What is you doing? I mean, and they fought so hard. They did. They fought so hard to come back. I, I was glad to see them do something because I really, I, I would have fainted if they had put up a goose egg. I just not not the Steelers. I mean, they'll do a lot of things, but a goose egg, no, not that. But when they when they started showing life in that fourth quarter, I was like, okay, now how come they couldn't have did this a couple quarters ago? This is crazy. But when he and, dropped that ball, I, I just couldn't believe it. He was right there. He was right. He had the ball. He was right there. Yeah, yeah. I I am in total agreement. I think he dropped the ball as well. A lot of people, you know, uh, analysts and everybody, they were saying just good defense on on the part of the of the Vikings. No, that was a dropped pass. It should have been caught. But he is a rookie. You know, he did have a, a touchdown earlier. You know, in the comeback. But uh, I'm with you, Janelle. That that was definitely a drop pass, and he's got to be feeling bad. Oh man, just knowing how much was riding on that um, Steelers. Um, playoff chances are pretty much null and void at this point. But uh, but shout out to the Vikings, though. How many – well, we'll talk about it in, in just a minute. But the Vikings, how many times have they been in this situation where they've led the entire game and then they give it up in the last few minutes? Matter of fact, the last drive or last play of the game. So shout out to the Vikings, too, for being able to hold on. But they held on because prior moves dropped the ball. Uh, but for the Vikings, like I said, they held off the Steelers. Steelers came back there. The Vikings were up 29 to nothing with 215 left in the third quarter. For the total yards in the first half, the Vikings had 300 total yards. The Steelers only had 66. And the Vikings, each of their last 10 games, have been decided by 8.4 less. So, just like I said, find a way to let it slip away. So, shout out to them for being able to hold on and finally win a game. Um, but, again, it was just wide receiver dropping the ball. Shout out to you, Dale. I see you in the house. My auntie, Kim, representing for Town. My cousin, Solanda. Thank you to every one of you for tuning in to the show tonight. All right? So, uh, but, yeah, like I said, that pretty much sealed the deal for the Steelers. They're not completely out of it, but it's going to be a hard road to climb uh, to make the playoffs. All right, so then we had the uh, Sunday games. We had the Cowboys. They almost gave it up to Washington. Cowboys held on, though, 27-20. For the Cowboys, their defense was, well, I should say they were, they were lights out in the first half, but then they did allow for, the, uh, for Washington to come back. But for Michael Parsons, their rookie, nine and a half sacks in the last six games that tied most uh, for a rookie um, since 1986. He has now had six great games with the defense at five sacks total, four takeaways at one interception, three fumble returns. Um, but for Dak Prescott, he has thrown multiple interceptions in two of the last four games. Um, for uh, for, the, for Washington, though, Heineke, he was only 11 of 25, 122 yards, had a touchdown and an interception, but had two quick touchdowns in the second half um, due to the interceptions that Dak Prescott was throwing um, towards the end of the game. So, I mean, I don't know what it is, but, ladies, do you think that there's an issue with Dak Prescott or is it just that he's just not playing good football right now? What do you think? Um, uh, Janelle, we'll have you pick that one off the book. I, I think that he's just not playing good football right now. I, I don't think there's an issue, but I definitely think his head hasn't been in the game the way it's supposed to be. I don't know what's going on with him. 
Yeah, but it's obviously something, though. Do you feel that? Yes, yeah, definitely something going on. I, I I agree with you on that. It's something something is happening. I just don't know. I I, I can't because for him to be, uh, especially throwing interceptions at the absolute wrong time. Mm-hmm. What tricked me out is with one of those with one of those interceptions, I couldn't figure out who he was looking at to throw the ball to. I'm like, what was he doing? It looked like it was a straight defender who he was throwing, who he was looking at. I just seemed like, why? <laughs> you didn't see that man sitting right there, Dad? Come on now. You you should be able to, to, to read defense a lot better than that. Shout out to you, Jamal. Jamal, yeah, says, he's... Jamal says he's hurt. Okay. Is it a, is, do, you think, do you believe it's a lingering, uh, his, his lingering injuries then? Because leave, let the Cowboys say he's, he's healthy. You know, as healthy as we can be in week 14 of the season. Um, but as far as like his um, elbow and uh, what was it, his knee, I believe, um, he was having some issues with um, earlier in the season. Boys, the Cowboys, you know, he should be he should be fine. What's up, my cousin Cam Cam in the house? Gary, what's going on? Gary says he's a cowboy that time of year. All right. <laughs> the accident waiting to happen. Um Yeah, I'm not sure. And, and maybe maybe it is an injury that they're with him now mentally. You know, it's just manifesting itself out on the field. Um, but that doesn't look good. Especially at this time of the year. Hey Lou, what do you think? I don't know if he was, um, you know, he he might be just playing bad. I mean, they they're just not consistent. They, you know, one minute you you know the Cowboys they be looking good, you're like, oh, they're unstoppable. But I mean, they still tops right now, but still they're just not consistent. You know, like they should be. Oh, hit it on the head, hey Lou, and that is what we say about the Cowboys every year. They are yeah. the most uh, consistently inconsistent team i.e. why they have the nickname the accident waiting to happen. So it's <laughs> it never fails though. I, I think that's the funny part. It's like you just know. At some point they're gonna implode the Dallas Cowboys. That's just what they do. But um I hate to see that with Dak though. I I'm hoping that um you know, whatever it is he can get it together. Uh so that they can't blame Dak for the reason that they lose. Yeah. All right. So let's see, uh, moving on here, we have the Jaguars uh, being shut out by the Titans. Uh, Titans beat them 20-0. We had the Chiefs putting a beat down on Dale's Raiders. Dale said that the Raiders might could do something, and we went against that. I'm glad we did. Uh, Chiefs 48, Raiders 9. I think the Raiders just has been too much going on in their organization this year for them to possibly to, to even remotely um, be they will be more mentally, you know, prepared or, or able to overcome, but obviously not. So on. Um, but, yeah, you gave them a beat down 48-9. to nine. Uh, The Saints, they took care of business, beating the Jets 30-9. to nine. Um, For Hill, yeah, he's 175 yards, uh, 15-21. Amara, back in this game, 27 rushes, 120 yards, a touchdown, and 25 yards off of four receptions. All right, then the uh, Chargers, they took care of business, beating the Giants. 37 to 21. Lions went back to their uh, losing ways, uh, losing to the Broncos 38 to 10. But I think the Broncos would have beat anybody on Sunday with um, the heavy hearts that they were that they were um, playing under. And shout out to the Broncos for the tribute that they gave to Demarius Thomas on Sunday. Uh, it was one of the players who came up with this idea. Um, in honor of Demarius, they lined up only 10 men on the first play of the drive, of course, which caused the penalty because you're missing a man, but um, having that missing spot out there. Uh, and Dan, I'm not, sorry, not Dan, Dan Campbell, 
he was gracious to be um, go along with it. He was in on it, as was the referee, the lead referee, um, on Sunday. So um, Broncos went out there with 10 men. The um, Lions did not accept the penalty, and um, they honored Demarius Thomas with the first uh, play of the drive. Also, the Denver Broncos wore the number 88 towel on their helmet, and um, Denver also had a moment of silence and a video tribute at the beginning of the game. Um, so, kudos, kudos out to Denver and to the Lions, though, for, um, for that, that gesture there. Um, ladies, do I want to comment on any of that? No, I, nope. I will say that um, the, I was I was proud of the Lions for for joining in that tribute and declining that penalty because that it would have been too easy for them not to. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Like to say, um, Campbell's just a, a coach for the Lions, just a class act, um, classy dude all the way around, all the way around. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to talk to call to talk to the ladies tonight. I think I missed some. Uh, see, Bird said, "What's wrong with Urban Meyer? His time is up, kicking grown men." Uh, not, well, I missed that report. Now, Bird, he's kicking men. Now I know that that he said that people were lying on him in the locker room, talking about the um the argument or whatever, and said that once he finds out who it is that leaked um leaked the story, that they were going to lose their job or whatever. But uh, uh, no, I didn't hear about him, him kicking. But I agree with you. I don't think that Urban Meyer will be the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars after this season. It's just too much turmoil there. And the team is definitely not moving in the right direction. Um, but, no, I hadn't heard about that. Ladies, have you heard that uh, Urban Meyer kicked a player? No. He kicked a kicker. He does kick or not kicking. There's a lot of kicking going on in Jacksonville, but nobody's kicking a win. How about that? He you are terrible. That, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are terrible, too. But I'm bump, bump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. So we had uh, the Bills and the Bucks. Who thought this was going to go into overtime? I thought the Bucks were just putting it down on the Bills. They're like, where were APB out on the Buffalo Bills? But they decided to show up, and they took this game to overtime. But the Bucks held on. Beating them 33-27. Brady is now 33-3. and That's his career record versus the Bills. That's the most wins by any player versus any team in NFL history. Now, we know that the majority of his wins came from being a New England Patriot, but still, 33-3, and yeah, he did that. And wide receiver Rashad Perriman, he caught Tom Brady's 700th career passing touchdown. Brady is just, he is just killing records left and right, Sunday after Sunday. Add a Thursday and a Saturday in there if you want to, Brady, though. But, um, yeah, Buffalo. But but Buffalo. Is it Buffalo or is it just Josh Allen? Listen to these, these um, stats. Josh Allen, this is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He was 36-54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, did have one interception. He had 12 rushes. For 109 yards and a touchdown. The quarterback had 109 yards rushing. Um, ladies, are the, are the Buffalo Bills overworking? Are they overusing Josh Allen at this point in his career? I think that's Josh Allen overusing his cell. 
Uh, I mean, why do you have why do you have your players there if you don't if you don't trust your players? Then what you doing on the team? That because that was ridiculous. Every time I turn around, he running. What you doing? What, what you doing, Bob? What you doing? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it's Josh Allen? You don't think it's Sean McDermott and the plays he's calling up? Okay, in some instances, yes, I, I will say that that it could be the place. But how how many plays you gonna you gonna call where the where the quarterback is the one doing the running? Well, I mean, we, we see Baltimore do it a lot too. But um, I mean, you know, Josh Allen is no Lamar Jackson. Right? He doesn't have right quick quick heels like that. And he's a bigger, you know, he's a he, he's a bigger um, uh, a bigger quarterback. Um, hey, Lou, you want to jump in here before I say anything else? Oh, I'm just laughing at Janelle. I, I just kind of agree with her. The thing about it is, though, Tina, the, the thing about it is, though, Tina, he, um, I think his problem is that he's not seeing the field the way he needs to. Uh, because there's hmm. no reason why some of them, some of them times he takes off running. He'd have an open man out there. What are you doing? You don't know how to throw. Mm. Okay. Or he just knows that the defenders might be in a position to come and pick him off. Again, he's not trusting his players. What you on the team for? Well, yeah, that's true. You got a point. You do have a point. I'm 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 questioning the defense. What defense is allowing the quarterback to have hundred and nine yards? Pressing. Where's the defense? At some point you have to know he's gonna run. And let's be real. When is the best time to get at a quarterback? When they're—I don't want anybody to get hurt. Where you know they're out for any any right. long period of time or anything like that. But now, come on now. If he's got 109 rushes, uh, 109 yards off of 12 rushes, I mean he's been running a lot, and nobody tapped him. If you tap him one good time, I bet he's gonna start running. You'll find the open man then. But, oh yeah. Um, but it was a good game, though. What I when I could keep my eye on it, cause we we were playing it at four o'clock as well. But uh, but again, Bucks they took it in overtime, beating the Bills thirty-three to twenty-seven. For the Bills, they are now zero and five in games decided by seven points or less this season. They had four hundred and eighty-eight total yards allowed versus the Bucks. That's the most in any game in the Sean McDermott era. And the Bills fell the Bucks twenty-four to three at halftime. So, again, shout-out to the Bills for making it a game because they were pretty much dead in the water, uh, you know, going into halftime. But the Buffalo, you know, Buffalo offense got it clicking and the Tampa Bay defense allowed them back in the game. All right? All right, then we had the Sunday night football game. It was the Packers over the Bears. I don't think this was any surprise. However, the Bears were playing pretty good wait, football in wait. the first half. Oh, wait a minute, Tanny. You forgot the Ravens and the Browns. The who and the who? The Ravens and the Browns. Did I forget to put them on? Well, I'll be so gone. Probably because they, like, they lost my pick. Yeah, the Browns beat the Ravens. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Or did I put them out of order? Hold on, y'all. I may have. I think I did. I surely did. I forgot to put them on the list. Well, yes, the Browns, they did beat the Ravens. Uh, Janelle, you remember the score? 
Yeah, it was 24-22. Yes, 24-22. Yes, because they messed up and almost won the game and didn't. <sighs> Poor Ravens. But, you know, I think the Browns were on a mission. Um, one especially defensive player for the Browns, um, what's his name? The one who has the temper, uh, Miles, Miles Garrett. He was a force to be reckoned with. He was uh, here, there, and everywhere on Sunday with uh, any other Browns, uh, I'm sorry, with the Ravens quarterback. Now, we do know that Lamar Jackson, he went out, and I have the notes up here. I did not put the score. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, he went out in the second quarter with an ankle injury. Looked pretty bad because they did put him out on a cart, take him out on a cart. But now um, Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh is saying that he's not ruling him out for this coming Sunday versus the Packers. So I don't know if that was a little acting on whoever's part, but I don't know. The way it looks when Lamar Jackson left, do you think that he would be able to be returning at least next week? Ladies, whoever wants to jump in. I don't know. I hope so. I said, I don't know if he's coming back or not. They they kind of wish it, too, though. You know, they iffy. Oh, my goodness. You just say, can you say unstable as Reuben, unstable? You never know from week to week. Janelle, what do you think? Um, I I don't – here's the thing. It, if his if his um with an ankle injury, it, I would hate to have them bring him back and then he re injure it. If they can hold off another week, they should. Tyler Huntley didn't do as bad, you know, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't do as bad as I thought he was gonna do. Um, right. But he's just not explosive like Lamar Jackson is. That's the thing. I think that um, if especially with them being so close. And I guess in, in that case, with them being so so close to the playoffs, it, it would probably be better if they did hold him back. But the thing mm-hmm. is, if they hold him back, they may not make the playoffs. So who knows what's going to happen? We'll probably exactly. see him if he can. And then with the way he is, you know, he'd be wanting to play. So he probably will be out there. Exactly. Happy birthday, Joe Mullins. I see you in the house. Thank you so much. And happy birthday to you today, my brother. Uh, let's see, I think I saw Reginald Johnson in the house, Rashad in the house, Squirrel, Jason, I saw you in the house. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. If I missed you, I know my mom is going to shout you out. So thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. Um, but you're so right, Janelle. It's like they're in, a, they're in a conundrum. If they keep him out, you know, will the Ravens make the playoffs? Right now they're still holding on to – um, fourth spot. We'll talk about that once we get through all of the pit. I mean, all of the um, recaps. But they're still leading the division right now. But the Browns, you know, they could be coming. We'll talk about them. No, they might not have a team to play. Uh, and then the Bengals. You know, you never know which which Bengals team is going to show up. Um, I, I agree with you, Aunt Lou. The Ravens have been very inconsistent this year. Uh, but one thing I do believe, had Lamar Jackson been able to play the entire game. I think that the Ravens would have been able to pull it out. Could be wrong. We'll never know. Uh, but I do think, you know, with with Lamar being out, especially going out in the second quarter. Um, but like you said, Janelle, the backup, he did very well, uh, better than than I anticipated. Because honestly, when I heard that Lamar was out, I was like, oh, there we go again. But, um, but then, like I said, they had the chance to pull it out in the end. Um, can 
if they can, I think they should keep Lamar out only because it is an ankle. You know, it's not like it's a rib or something. I mean, we know his, his legs are what what makes him spectacular. So if he can't, if he doesn't have that burst or if he can't, you know, get out the pocket or if he can't just, you know, run like he needs to, it's going to hamper the team anyway. And if you're not going to be able right. to be out there and help the team, you definitely don't want to be out there hurting them, in, especially in this time of the year. So uh, we'll see. We shall see. But um, I hope that they, I hope they, meaning the Ravens, and I also hope Lamar Jackson does what's best for him. I know he's going to want to be out there, but he has to look at the longevity of his career versus a couple of games in the 2021 season. All right. All right, so then we have uh, so the Sunday night game. Um, the Packers, they did beat the Bears uh, 45-30. to 30. Bears look good in the first half of the game. They really did. I thought they were putting up a valiant effort. But it is Aaron Rodgers. It is the Packers and the Bears. And we all know, according to Aaron Rodgers, he owns the Bears. Um, so the Packers are now 6-0 at home um, this season. They have a home record this season. Rodgers, um, two passing touchdowns. Um, Oh, no, hold on, I think I got that wrong. Okay, the Packers, they outscored the Bears 24-3 in the second half. Um, Rodgers now 23-5 and um, versus the Bears. That does include the playoffs. Fields came back for Chicago, though he was 18-33, 224 yards, two touchdowns, uh, two interceptions, and he also had 74 yards off of nine rushes. All right. Then we had the Cardinals. All right, ladies. Who kicked themselves? for picking the Cardinals over the Rams in this game. I, I definitely did. Yeah. I, did. I definitely did. Well, you did, I didn't go no? no, I didn't change it. Yeah, yeah. Was there something in the back of your mind saying, ah, I might still go with the Raiders, or were you were you confident that Cardinals being at home and they they were going to pull it off? I was hoping since they were at home, they were going to pull it off. That's the thing. But I, something kept telling me I really need to pick the Rams. I need to pick the Rams because they're they on a mission right now, and they got something to prove. And sure enough, they went in there, and I mean went in there and was handling business for real. With injuries, they had injuries, but you never would have known the way they was playing. They, was just, they, couldn't, be, they, was, they couldn't be silent. I mean, let's be real. When I found out Jalen Ramsey and then what was it, Hebe? Well, especially with Jalen Ramsey out, I was like, oh, okay, all right, this is going to be um, part of Carter's to be able to, take, you know, just take advantage of that. But, like I said, the Rams, they they want to miss it. And, and mind you, they were embarrassed the last time they played the Cardinals. We just say, you know, I don't care what anybody says. The Rams, or they should have been, highly embarrassed. By the by, the team that they put on the field when they played the Cardinals the first time. So we all know pride is one of those deadly, uh, seven deadly. And uh, but they beat them down. And and that quarterback though, that uh, the quarterback needed to stop throwing. He was throwing it throwing to me and you and Jan- Janelle up there. It seems like because he just every time he looked up, he was throwing the interception. Oh, uh, the Rams got in his head, Kyler uh, Murray. Yes, yes, the Rams were in his head. It, it was like he had a timer in his mind. He was like, get rid of the ball. Okay, well, who are you throwing yeah, the timer? They were <laughs> catching it or slapping it, deflecting it or something. You know, they were throwing their time. Yes, and I honestly, I, I think that's a sign of they were embarrassed last time they played, and they were out to, 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 prove, to prove something. Shout out to Stafford, though. Stafford really had a good game. You know, um, Boogeyman, Jerome Davis, he always talks about this, how Stafford never plays 
capability with winning teams. Only teams that he beat are, you know, under 500. And just to show how correct he is, for Stafford, this was his first career win over a, um, over a team with five-plus games over 500. So he was one of 17. He also is 6-62 six against teams that had 10 or more games. So that's over his total career. He's 6-62. Six of 62. That is a horrible, horrible stat. That means you can't beat anybody who's good. That's not good. But he put that to rest on Monday night, beating the Cardinals 30-23. to 23. Now, the Cardinals, they had a chance to come back in, but again, it's just like the, I don't know if it's Kyler Murray, I don't know if it's Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. The Cardinals were just playing out of sorts. It seemed like after that first quarter. Um, Rams just stuck it to them, and, and they they were forced to be reckoned with on Monday. Um, for the Rams, they beat the Cardinals now to move within one game of first place in the NFC West. Um, for Stafford, that was the sixth game with three-plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions this season because uh, we know he was on a roll there for a minute, having back-to-back uh, interceptions, uh, pick sixes, and the seat. Um, for the Rams, again, notable on the reserve COVID list, um, it was Jalen Ramsey and Higby. And now they've had, since the game, they've had more um, people go on the COVID list. But Oh, and Daryl Henderson, he was also on the COVID list as well. All right. Yeah, this, this week COVID was rampant. They had 37 players across the league that was out with COVID. That was crazy. Yes, definitely. And we are going to talk about it right after the break. Yes. We're going to go ahead and put a pin in it right now. We're going to jump to a quick break. And then on the outside of that, of course, we will get to our team. And then we're going to talk about it, the outbreak of COVID in the NFL. This was the worst even um, in 2020. They didn't have this many even in 2020. So we will talk about it right after the break. But right now, it is roll call time. Janelle, are you with me? I'm in the house. Hey, Lou. What? Whack, whack, out of whack. Hey, Lou is here. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. I think the beauty of that is you never know what she's going to say. Oh, my goodness.
No secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. Classic Luther. 
this Christmas. Uh, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And uh, we were just talking about the Ravens and the Browns game. Did y'all hit us up on the timeline? What do you think? Should the Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is able to play, should he play in the game on this upcoming Sunday? Or should they, you know, keep him out because they know how um, how important he is to the team and let's just make sure that he's healthy uh, before they put him back in the lineup. So y'all hit us up on the timeline and tell us what you think. All right. All right. So let's get back to it. Um, I think that we had, yeah, that was all I wanted to talk about with that. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about our teams. And is this is this the first week? I'm not sure, but I think it is that we all three have had a win yeah, I think, yeah I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about it. We had the Falcons beating the Panthers. Go ahead, Janelle. Sticking with your team, and you were the only one who came out victorious that put you over the top in our picks this week. Falcons beating the Panthers 29-21. Janelle, what did you like about the game, other than the win? Um, The win? That was about it. We, let me be clear on this. I'll take a win any way we can get it, but we didn't win that game. The Panthers lost it. I don't know what was going on with uh, Cam Newton and even Philip Walker. They both were just horrible. Uh, both of them threw interceptions. I mean, it was – I don't know what was going on with them. I honestly don't. The only time Cam was doing what he was supposed to be doing was when he was running with the ball. Uh, that was it, – it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and he, it, 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 I don't know. I, I just, and what was crazy was the fact that, um, even when they were running the ball, can, can, how do you end up the quarterback with the most rushing yards on the team, and you got a, 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 a decent running back like, like uh, Chubb Hubbard? You, they both had ten attempts. They both ran ten times, but uh, Cam Newton ended up with more, uh, more yards than than Chubb Hubbard. I don't know what was going on with them. I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't. But we did. We honestly did not win that game um, because when I tell you that they, uh, the Panthers should have had at least four interceptions on us. They should have had it, but they kept dropping the ball. That, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on with Matt Ryan, but he need to get it together. Mm-hmm. He honestly needs to get it together. Uh, if mm-hmm. our defense wasn't trying to hold up, it, I, it, we would have lost that game for real because it. Cordell Patterson um, didn't have the the game he usually has. He only had 58 yards. Mike Davis did okay, but he also um, didn't have the game that he usually has. Um, Russell Gates couldn't hold on to a ball to save his life. I mean, he did end up with four interceptions, but still, he was dropping balls left and right. I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't know what – that game was hard to watch because both teams was crappy. That game was hard to watch. Oh, you know I'm honest. You know, I know I'm honest about my I love, team. I love my I love my team to death. I will always have their back. But sometimes you just gotta tell it like it is and they just was horrible. I love it. I love it. that's why I love asking you the questions. All right, three four seven, eight two six, seven nine two four, that is the number to call. You call in, press oh what he always does that to me. Press number one. Oh, here we go. All right. Hold on, A Lou, we're gonna get to you. We've got to get to the phone lines here real quick. Dale. What's on your mind? Hello. Hello. Hey, Dale. Hey. Uh, Hello, Dale. Yeah, my Raiders got beat down. Uh, <laughs> they got 
to be down by Kansas City. Yeah, you're right about Slaughter. They went out there stepping on these people's uh, logo on the on, on the on the field of a meeting out there before the game. Got massacred. Uh-oh. It was pitiful, I tell you. Uh, to be you can honest, say that again. To, be, to be honest, it's time that uh, there's no leadership over oh, all these coaches. There's no lead over there for the team, and they're totally mm-hmm. lost. Without Green, they're, they're lost. They don't have any lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's time to uh, clean house, really is. Uh, my main concern right now is uh, Derek Carr's minimal state, but he had one year left on his contract after this year. So, uh, but I was thinking about where could we trade him to? Well, that's what I don't think where we could trade him to, but to get something firm, I think the best place for him. Two places, Pittsburgh or New Orleans, and mm-hmm. New Orleans would be the best place for him because mm-hmm. Sean Payton could coach him up to give him what he really needs is a good, sound background of a coach. Where John Gruden tried to be a brother, he needed a coach. He needed a really, he really needed a coach. And Sean mm-hmm. Payton could do his for him. Uh, I said Pittsburgh. The only reason I said Pittsburgh I would give him a, a better shot at uh, he never played in the playoff game. So the Pittsburgh was needing a quarterback. They were having a pretty good team. I would say Pittsburgh. But since we're in the AFC, I, I'd go with New Orleans. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean right. since, uh, New Orleans, since New Orleans is in the NFC, I go with New Orleans. Okay. Well, Dale, are you ready to, to, to put down the gauntlet, though? Um, is, is the Raiders season over? Can you can you say that? Well, I don't know. Uh, right now, I don't know about any players on our coach against, uh, but we know Cleveland have one. So, right now, uh, they're not trying to do anything. You know, it's crazy. The NFL big business of it is, and they should take a page out of the NFL book. The players are in the hotel somewhere and get them quarantined down until it's time to play uh, football. But uh, all these old, all these old owners. They the two. Hey, Wood, we're having a little hard time hearing you tonight. The phone is is, is uh, kind of breaking up on us. But as always, oh, thank good. you so much though for calling in, and we'll see we'll see what the Raiders are able to do for the last uh, three or four games of the season. Well, uh, I thought we could put I thought we can put the Cleveland massacre off. It will be no high scoring game, but I thought we could beat Cleveland. Uh, the only game I only game I worry about really in the last game because we play San Diego, we play Denver, uh, is uh, probably uh, the Colts. That's the only game I'm really worried about. Okay. Uh, they could, they could with the running game, they could put themselves another 
party of 50 points. <laughs> okay. But, uh, All right. Hey, th- hey, thank you, and y'all have a nice uh, Christmas holiday. Okay, you too, and Happy New Year to you. Okay, thank you too. You, Merry All Christmas, right. Happy Birthday, and a Happy New Year. Okay, okay. bye, ladies. Goodbye. Bye, Dale. 347-827-9924, is the number to call to talk to the ladies on LL Sports 2. Yeah, uh, Dell is in La, uh, uh, he in the Christmas spirit. He, you know, he 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 believes. You got to believe in something. Well, don't believe in the writer. Okay, y'all. Let's see. Um, what are we talking about now? Let's talk about the- you a mess. Dell know good and well. Now they better be the uh, Browns. We're gonna, we're about to talk about that in a minute. But uh, after that, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard road to climb. All right. Let's talk about the Seahawks and the Texans. Seahawks 33, Texans 13. Ain't who? What's the love about your game? Well, they should be them because, you know, they got a, they're not that good. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at their performance. If he can just keep that performance up because, you know, we're going to be battling the Rams this week. That's going to be a mm-hmm. test right there. You hear me? Uh, The two big games we got are the Rams and then those darn Cardinals again. But, you know, they can be shut down if we just play it right. Because we beat y'all. You know what I mean? So how come we can't beat them? Did you hear me? Did stutter a bit? Any difference? Any difference? And the best no matter. It doesn't matter. There you go. It's mano y mano. Impeach. People rise to the occasion when that happens. They just come out of nowhere, don't they? That's true. That is true. All right. Well, like I said, it, even though the Texans are not a good team this year, you still, any given Sunday, we saw what happened. You know, Jacksonville, they won two games this year. So we know that whoever, you know, who they beat, they should have uh, won, especially what was it, Buffalo. Um, right. But, uh, but, yeah, but they took care of it and beat them, you know, beat them single-handedly. So it was, you know, so that was good to see. All right, and then we had my 49ers beating up on the Bengals. Why well, I should say beat up. We did. We did get out with a win, uh, winning in overtime, 26-23. I was, um, of course, elated with the win. Very upset with the kicker, Robbie Gould, that he missed the um, field goal at the end of regulation. Um, it's just we can't have those mental lapses. This is my thing. And a lot of times, you know, fans, they say, well, 49er fans, they complain when they win, they complain when they lose. And it's not a complaint. It's just observation. If you want to be in the play, and, again, it's like Janelle, I definitely they lose to to a certain degree. We're realistic fans. You know, we, we call it like we see it. And I've never been a, a proponent or a fan of teams that back their way into the playoffs. You know, I think if you have a losing record, you do not deserve to be in the playoffs especially if there's a team, right. another team, even if they're not in your division, if they have a winning winning record, they've earned it. You did not earn uh-huh. a birth with a losing record. I don't care if you win your division or not. So with that being said, I think that there are certain things that should, that, that playoff, i.e. Super Bowl caliber teams do and don't do. Uh-huh. Of course, kickers are going to miss field goals. I know that. Of course, kickers are going to miss extra points. But when your pants are to the fire, are you going to rise to the occasion or are you going to, you know, succumb? And Gould is normally a very um, solid kicker. You know, he's somebody who we can depend on. So that little makes me makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but we did pull it off. Ayuk, awesome game. 
um, Debo Samuel game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he had a very, uh, very um, productive game. I will give him that. Zero interceptions. I love to see him, you know, when he's, when he's, um, his decision making is good. There's just a certain, just a certain style of play that Jimmy, that Jimmy plays with. And I think that's what I don't like. It's like, when when his first and second reads don't go as they should, he just gets jittery. And I don't like a jittery quarterback because they tend to make mistakes. <laughs> they tend to either pull the trigger when they shouldn't or, you know, they get sacked and, and get rid of the ball. So it's just his composure in the pocket scares me. That's all I'm saying. But he had a good game. Let's talk about George Kittle. Oh, Kittle, Kittle. Give me that tight end in the middle. In the middle, on the side, in the front, on the back. Middle, that boy. George Kittle. He yeah, he had a phenomenal to, game. Yes, he did. I mean, he performed. He's the first tight end in NFL history to have back-to-back games with 150-plus receiving yards and one-plus receiving touchdowns. Jimmy Kittle, I mean, Jimmy Kittle. George Kittle caught everything. If you just put it in his vicinity, he caught it. And there was a report, uh, it was a story that I was reading, and I just had to, to steal this little snippet here so that I could read it back to you because, it, to me, it was just right on point. It says that um, Kittle remains Kyle Shanahan's most vital asset. When Kittle's in the lineup, the Niners can beat anyone. Remove him from the mix. And they are ordinary. Hello. He said that. And that's the truth. With George Kittle, we are, whew, we can beat anybody. We're unstoppable. Debo Samuel had a great game. Now, this was his first game back after having that growing pool. Um, matter of fact, they said that uh, Debo and Warner were supposed to sit out the game versus Cincinnati. They're supposed to be next back uh, this week against the Falcons. So I was a little worried with that, uh, with, with seeing both of them in the lineup. Warner got a little banged up again, has a high ankle sprain, but saying that, you know, he shouldn't keep him out of the game Sunday. But the way that we utilize Debo sometimes makes me nervous again because we need Debo, Samuel. I, I'm not I'm being honest. And the way that we utilize him, we utilize him so much, especially in the running game. Um, he's just not a, a, you know, run down the field or slot receiver. We use him as a running back. And with those growing and hamstring injuries that he repeatedly has, Shanahan, I'm going to need you to back back a little bit because we, we are going to need him. When we make the playoffs, Kittle and Debo will be a must. So, but, again, I was happy that we came out with the win. And um, this is our first overtime win since 2018. I didn't dig too much in that stat. I don't know how many overtime games we've had, so I'm hoping that we haven't had that many. And not to lose in overtime. But we got it. All right. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right. So I'm going to save the divisional, um, the, the playoff records now. Because I definitely want to get into this story here. So Janelle mentioned it um, a little bit, ago, little bit ago before we went into break. But the COVID, uh, COVID reserve, COVID-19 list, the most since, COVID-19, you know, plagued our, our country here. 30, 
six. Let me get to the first. Okay, a record high 36 players placed on the reserve COVID-19 list positive test on Monday. Washington, the Washington organization, they had the first staffer who tested positive for the Omicron variant. So that's adding a little bit more, you know, um, theory to the fire there. Requiring tier one and two team employees to receive the booster before December 27th. It's the staff only, not the players. Um, and for this coming week, we have, Thursday, we have Thursday night game, of course. We have two Saturday games, and then, of course, our Sunday matchup. For the Cleveland Browns, who play this Saturday, they have eight players, six that are on active, two that are on um, practice squad. But for their active players, guard, Drew Ford, tight end, Austin Hooper, wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, defensive end, Jack McKinley, uh, guard, Wyatt Teller, and tackle, tackle Dedrick Willis. I'm sorry, Dedrick Wills. They were the first six. It was reported today, breaking news. Now, Baker Mayfield and Coach Stefanski have tested positive once again. Stefanski has even resolved. I don't know what's in his system, but he cannot get rid or cannot stay away from COVID. But now it's the coach, the quarterback, and all those other people that I've named who are on the COVID-19 list for the Cleveland Browns who played this Saturday. Now, if Baker can have two negative tests in a 24-hour period, he will be able to start on um, Saturday evening, i.e., same as the coach. He'll be able to be on the sideline. But, man, talk about it. Let's talk about the Rams. They played, um, They already had Bentley Ramsey, um, Higby, and Henderson on the list. As of Monday, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., defensive back, Terrell Burgess, Tight end, Bryson Hopkins, defensive back, Juju Hughes, tackle, Alaric Jackson, nose tackle, Sebastian Joseph Day, defensive end, Jonah Williams, defensive back, Jordan Fuller, and defensive back, Tyler Hall, all on reserve COVID-19 list. Now, as many of those um, that are starters, that then are backups, I'm not exactly sure. Because a lot of those names I don't recognize, but I know Beckham, I know Burgess, and um, I believe Juju Hughes, he's their starter. So, hey, Lou, that's my vote for you, you know, because you do have the Rams, um, you know, coming up this week. But, lady, I mean, are we in for a, a possible, I mean, I don't even know what, what question I want to ask, but do you believe that COVID could, could play a very uh, integral part in leading into the playoffs uh, where teams are just, not able to perform to their best heading heading into the end of the season. Um, yes. How have you kicked that off? Yes, I, I do. Uh, uh, and these teams that they play, they need to get checked too. Now, when you think about this, I was you know I was sitting up here listening to you. They just played this Sunday. Yep. Now all this came up so that so the teams that they played, they need to get checked as well. But I don't know what's going on, but I just know one thing. And they, a lot of them have been vaccinated. Uh, that's just, that's a killer part right there. You know, they, they, a lot of them have been vaccinated, but they got COVID or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The good thing about it, those vaccinated players, they have a very quick turnaround. It's like as long as they can test positive, I'm sorry, test negative twice in a 24-hour period, they're good to go. Whereas if they were not vaccinated, then they'd have to sit out. Uh, 14 days, 
no ifs, ands, buts. Um, but Janelle, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think that I think that COVID is getting ready to be a problem. The interesting thing is that they asked the Browns and the Raiders if they wanted to reschedule the game because the Browns had so many people out and they declined. They declined to reschedule. So I I, I think that they think their backup players are going to be able to hold it out for them. But the thing about it is, when you have that many players, that many players that are out with um with with COVID. And there's no telling how many more players. I mean, it's, it's how many backups can you have? You know what I mean? We talked about this, you know, when right. it first became a problem in the league. You can't, uh, you can't be down, especially you. You know, you have players that are down with injuries, and now you have players that are down because of COVID. This is, mm-hmm. this is getting. It's, it's. I, I promise you, this is getting ready to be a problem. It is. And you know, with having so many players that the potential not to be able to line up on Sunday, Thursday, Saturday, whenever you're playing, we're at the end of the season. It's not like we're week two, week four, maybe even week five, week six, where the NFL can kind of maneuver and reschedule these games. We're down to the nitty-gritty. It's the last four games of the season. Right. We can reschedule. Right. So what are you going to do, cancel games? And then how is that going to affect the team, especially if they have playoff um, prospects? So the NFL, these teams, I, I think that the NFL is going to have to get um, a lot more stringent in in their COVID practices. Uh, like Joe said, uh, Joe says need to quarantine like they're supposed to. I don't think they're requiring them to quarantine. You know, this isn't like the NBA. They say, you know, they have their protocols, but quarantining is not still um, negotiated. You know, they said, okay, if we're vaccine, then we can Go X, Y, Z. We can do A, B, C. Um, but, again, you know, it's just that that turnaround time is a lot quicker for the vaccinated players. But 36 in one week, wow. And then, like I said, to have those two teams have that many players affected, you know, there's nothing you can do if you can't put, put players out on the field. Um, but to know that the Browns declined, you know, postponing it, I don't know what they would have postponed it to, maybe Monday night, um, or maybe they feel good about the positive turning to negative tests and the players being able to, you know, be out on the field. Um, but if, if we're experiencing this and we're about to go into the Christmas and New Year holiday, it's only going to – you can't expect it to get better before it gets worse. So right. I just – I don't know. I, I'm a little concerned <laughs> because one thing I don't want is – you know, I'm being selfish at this point. I would hate for my team to get hit with COVID, you know, uh, 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 I don't want to say conspiracy, but, you know, we get ravaged by COVID and then that could possibly put us out of the playoffs. So hopefully, you know, they'll be able to get the handle on it. Um, the owners are in a meeting. They're in Texas currently now um, going over some other things that they had on the agenda, but um, they weren't expecting this. But they're going to find a way. We One thing we can rest assured they will find a way to get around this because the NFL does not want to lose money, okay? Uh, but speaking of the COVID situation, we kind of didn't get, to, uh, get a chance to get to this last week, so I want to uh, touch on it quickly. Um, we had the incident with Antonio Brown where he lied about his vaccination card. We had the incident with Aaron Rodgers where he um, uh, misled people saying that he was immunized. 
And a lot of people complained about the punishment that Brown got versus Rodgers. Um, we know that Brown was suspended for three games. Aaron Rodgers was fined. Him and another player, they were fined. I think it was like $14,000. Ladies, I want to pose the question to you. Um, do you feel that the punishment was – do you feel like the punishment should have been equal? Um, and why or why not? I think I'll pose that. So that's the question. Um, and Lou, we'll have you kick that off. He, he got – he just – he got – Oh, you know, he should have got the same thing. They both lied, but one had to pay, and then the other one, he gets suspended. What is that? Hmm. I think it should be across the board. Okay. Okay. Janelle, what do you think? Um, I think that if the if the offense is the same, then the punishment should be the same. But I think that what happened was, Aaron uh, Rogers lied to the media, but behind the scenes, they knew he wasn't vaccinated. Antonio Brown actually outright lied to everybody and just pretended that he had been vaccinated and he actually wasn't. And I think that's what made the difference. Um, I think that um, because of the fact that because of the fact that you know they do all this investigation. Um, and they and Aaron Rodgers actually, with within some cases, was uh, within most cases, I should say, was following protocol as far as being around the team and wearing masks and all of that. But um, Antonio Brown was not because of the fact that he actually lied and told everybody that he was vaccinated. So that I think that's why he got suspended as opposed to just being fine. Mm-hmm. But do you agree with the punishment? Agree with the fact that he was suspended? Heck yeah, I do. You can't put people's lives in jeopardy like that. Okay, all right. Okay. So you you agree with the punishment that each one received? No, I I don't agree with them just finding Aaron Rodgers. I think he should have been suspended too, because mm. misleading somebody is misleading somebody. It don't make a difference if, if you you know what I'm saying. I, mm-hmm. If you're gonna come out and say it, um, because the the uh, other teams are not privy to of uh, close conversations that that people are having with their with their inner circle, you know what I mean, with the with the front office or the back office or whoever's going, or they're they're not privy to that information. So when you're on TV talking about you being and if you're not, okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, what is that supposed to mean? You're trying to say that you were vaccinated, so they're just assuming that he's done what he was supposed to do, and now he's out on the field hugging folks and having conversation with folks and he hadn't been vaccinated, you put my life in danger, dude. No, he should have been suspended too. Okay. All right. Tell you what, on that note, we're going to put a pin in it. We will jump to our last break. On the outside of that, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that head. Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break, and we will continue this conversation after Lucinda's lyrics. Oh, yes. It is the triple threat in the house. It's the last show of 2021. The triple threat, Janelle Ain't Lucy Day. We'll be right back after the break. Yeah. 
both teams scored 14 points in a quarter. However, the 49ers played a little harder. Garoppolo's stats were worse than Burrow's, but those 49ers were a little more thorough. The Seahawks annihilated the Texans 33-13, even though quarterback Mills had more passing yards, it seemed. Pete Carroll had high praises for Lockett, this small player that always stayed in the pocket. Penny ran a career high, 137 yards with two touchdowns. These Seahawks are nobody's clown. I want to wish everyone a happy Jesus birthday and have a wonderful new year, I pray. Give a lot of love and help the needy. Feed the homeless and not the greedy. Be careful and protected. And I pray you don't get COVID infected. <laughs> you better do it, Amy. making the playoffs, and that's not what happened. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I disagree with that. You can't just you can't just find somebody fourteen thousand dollars and this man already made over two hundred million in his career and and I'm telling how much you know what I'm saying that little fourteen thousand dollars didn't mean anything to him. Mm-hmm. He should have been penalized by actually missing by being suspended just the way Antonio Brown was. Okay. You're talking, I, Sugar Boo. Now you're talking. I can definitely understand your point of view. Uh, 347-826-7924, that's the number to call. Talk to the ladies. Hit us up on the timeline. Uh, Tasha also says that Aaron Rodgers should have been suspended at least one game for his infractions. Um, and Joe says that we all know that black athletes are treated a lot different than white athletes. And he says in the NFL, but, I mean, I guess you could say that that's across the board. I think it should have been differently because, to me, Aaron Rodgers didn't lie. I don't think it takes a right to know that immunization and vaccination are not the same thing. So if you chose to listen and hear that he was immunized and think that he was vaccinated, then I think that's more on the listener than the one who was speaking. First, that's my first point. And, of course, I think that the um, hackers knew this information. They knew he was not vaccinated. So for them to take the biggest hit, now, should he have been suspended? Mm, I don't know. But, again, I don't think he lied. I think he may have misled, you know, but he spoke his truth. And for whoever thought that he was saying what people wanted to hear, can you be penalized for that? So the 14000 yeah, okay, might not have meant anything to him. But I say it time and time again. Karma is undefeated. So you just and had to sit out for fourteen days? Absolutely not. You reap what you sow now. You want to sit up here and be and be flipped and be cute with your words. Well guess what? I'm gonna show you what not being vaccinated can do for you. And he caught COVID. And he had to sit down for fourteen days. And Antonio Brown lied. He committed, he broke the law. People under the sound of my voice, I hope you do know, if you lie and say that you are vaccinated and you purchase a vaccination card, you are committing a crime. It is punishable by jail time. I hope you know that. Antonio, I'm not saying that, that what Antonio Brown has done in his past should come into play in this decision, but you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. We know how it's the way the world is. But you committed a crime. That's one. Vaccinated in order to play in the NFL. So why are you lying? Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated. Um, uh, Carson Wentz is not vaccinated. Are, are they still lining up every Sunday, Thursday or Saturday? Did anybody stop them from playing? No. So you did not need to lie in order to play this season. I'm okay with the three games. Maybe is it because of what he's done in the past? Maybe. I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm really not. Should it have come into play? Probably not. But, again, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So when it's all said and done, I think everything worked out the way it was supposed to. No, he didn't get suspended, but he had to sit out 14 14, and he didn't miss a game. It all worked out for me. Thoughts, ladies? Okay, I I hear what you're saying. I I hear what you're saying, and I understand 
how you can feel that way. But my problem is um, holding back the truth, regardless to how you do it, is still a lie. A lie is a lie, period. And in my eyes, he lied. He said he was he was immunized. And when you're when you're vaccinated, um, it's to stimulate your immune system. It's to actually make you immune to something. To say you're immunized, and it's an, it's like a an indication to say that yeah, I got vaccinated. Regardless of how he what he did in order to do it what kind of vitamins or whatever process he was doing. It doesn't make a difference. The point is he withheld the the most valuable part of that statement. Instead of saying, no, I'm not vaccinated, he said, yeah, I'm immunized. It, it doesn't make a difference because, you know, if, if, a person, if a person hears that, they're automatically going to assume that you've been vaccinated. And, and, and regardless to whether you withhold the information or or uh, choose not to choose not to to tell the entire story, it's still in it's still in essence a lie. That's right, Janelle. You're right, baby. Okay, I I I hear your point. I do. I do. I, I definitely hear you. So I'm gonna ask, let me. I just want to ask this question. I don't know. I don't know if it's been asked across the panel. I don't. I don't know if we've asked answered this. But when when you heard that he said he was immunized, did you think he had been vaccinated? Ain't Lou and I did. You did. Yeah, oh, I, did. I, I did. You did. Okay. 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 All right, then I, I, I repeat what, what you all are saying then. I, okay, I can understand, I understand now. Because I, I didn't think that he had been vaccinated when I heard that. I was like, oh, well, that ain't the same thing. He ain't saying it. I don't think he'd been vaccinated. So I, I didn't take it to me that he, he was vaccinated. But okay. Because all he had to do is say, I'm not vaccinated. That's all he had to do is say that. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to say, all you know, that he was immunized. Mm-hmm. You know why would you why would you say that? And 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 being immunized is the process of making your 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 immune system resistant. Most of mm-hmm. the time, ninety five ninety six percent of the time, it's through vaccination. So of course, when they asked him if he was vaccinated, I automatically assumed that that's what that meant. Mm. Okay. You want to well, say when we assume we make an A out of you and me, you can say whatever you want, but that's what I thought. It's just misleading. Anything misleading is deception. It can be uh, uh, labeled as a lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wasn't even thinking that. Honestly, I wasn't. Because, I mean, that's, that's the reason that the world goes around. You know, people have their own interpretations or they see things differently. No, you know. We're not a, a monologue here. That's not the word I was looking for, monograph, or you know what I'm trying to say. We all don't have the same mind, thoughts, opinions, and, and, and see the world the same. So, no, I, I would never, I, I wouldn't think that, to say that about that. If, if that's what you assumed, then hey, that's, that's how you heard it. I respect that. And now I see why you're so passionate about, you know, your, your, your thinking on why he should have been suspended. I just see it differently. That's all. Um. 
Joe says it was a white. But that's lie. what makes the show so great. That's yeah. that's that's what makes the show so great because we we always agree to disagree and we respect exactly. each other's opinions. Exactly. That's right. It's beautiful. Yes. And uh, Joe, yeah, Joe said he was trying to be slick with his words. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think we all agree with that. He was he was trying to be slick. And in my opinion, he got caught in the end. So whether he missed, you know, whether he got the $14,000 fine, whether he was suspended. And I'm with you too, Joe. You know, being suspended is totally different from having a fine. You know, I think the, the ramifications are a lot uh, greater with suspension. Um, but, again, I think in the end, and he had to be, you know, sequestered for 14 days. And, you know, so that's an exact, you know, now what are you, Aaron? Are you vaccinized or are you immunized? Which one is Which one you want to be? Okay. All right, so, <laughs> so, so not to say that I, you know, I wanted them to catch COVID. I, I would never say that. But, I'm, again, karma is undefeated. Okay. All right, ladies, so before we get to our picks, I definitely want to mention it. Steph Curry is now the leader of uh, the three-point. At <laughs> 977, beating Ray Allen's record last night versus the Knicks. So, um, man, he only has, like, what, 23 before he gets to 3,000, ladies. Do you think we'll ever see anybody break Steph Curry's record? I know it's kind of hard to think about right now, but, my goodness, and he's just in the prime of his career. But, you know what, I don't want to ask that question. This is what I want to ask. Well, okay, 23 before he gets to 3,000. Will Steph Curry reach 5,000 three-pointers in his career? Probably so. I, I think he's going. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I definitely think it's a possibility because he he's not slowing down anytime soon, and he's already. I, I can guarantee you he's going to be um, far into the 3,000s by the time this season is over because he we are we we got to remember we're at the beginning of, of the season right now. I will say that I thought it was um I, I thought it was a true sign of showing the ultimate respect that um not only Ray Allen but Reggie Miller were there with him when he um when he broke his record. That was yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Jesus Donald's words. You're right, Joe. And I just thought it was so classy of, of the Knicks, too, to just let it let it play out. You know, no timetable on it. You know, give him all of his kudos, accolades, the applause, um, you know, the fact that they applauded. You know, and, and what what better place to do it at other than home, you know, in, in, in San Francisco, but uh, the mecca of basketball, you know, New York. So um, I just thought it was, it was a class act all the way around. So shout out to you, Steph Curry, Stephen Curry. Yeah, I think he at least has about five, barring any injury. You know, he at least has five, six more years, probably longer than that. If um, who was it? Uh, who was just retired at the age of almost fifty? I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm talking about. He played with the with the Hawks just a minute ago, uh, Janelle uh, Vince Vince Carter. He was at least what yeah. 45 when he when he retired. So um, so yeah, You're I so think wrong for that. Well, he was at least forty something. 43, 44, I think he was. He was old in basketball years. But uh, <laughs> he made MJ one of our unretired. How about that? 
I'm just kidding. But seriously, um, but yeah, I, five thousand. I don't think it's out of the realm for old Steph Curry. So it's gonna be fun to watch. So it's definitely gonna be fun to watch. You know, um, Ray Allen held that held that uh, held that spot for over ten years. So it's gonna be a minute before we ever see somebody break his record. But I, I, I definitely think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go. They're gonna have to go a, a long way. They they are gonna have to go a long way to break his record. But I, I think that records are made to be broken. So eventually it'll happen. It just won't be no time soon. Right. Right. Yeah. What was two thousand and eight? I think Ray Allen yeah. broke. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. That's for sure. All right, ladies. Let's go ahead and get to it. Get to it. Get to it. Uh oh, no, that's not what I wanted. There we go. And ain't Lou and Terry tied with a nine and five. What's that got to say now? For ain't Lou, 130-77. Ain't Lou right on her heels, 129-78. Terry is rounding out the third spot at 124-83. And Janelle is trucking on along in that fourth spot, 119-88. All right, ladies. By the time we return, it won't be playoff time yet, but we'll be almost be there. All right. Let's go ahead and do week 15 where there are no more buys for the season. That means we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of the gritty of the nitty. Okay. 16 games. <laughs> we are for the finish line. Let's kick it off, y'all, with the Thursday night matchup. It is a divisional matchup. The Chargers. Uh, Chiefs. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. So am I, Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. I might change this by tomorrow, but something is telling me I'm rolling with the charts on this. They're at home, and they usually play the Chiefs pretty good. So I'm rolling with the charts on this one. All right. Then we have Saturday night matchup, Raiders at the Browns. Tina, what did, are we playing on Saturday? It's not Christmas. Did, huh? did you say that the Browns had COVID, all of them had COVID, did you say? Pretty much. Oh, I probably should go with the Raiders then, because initially I said the Browns. Well, I'll put it like this. You have till 7 p.m. tomorrow to change your pick, because if Baker starts, I'm picking the Browns. Right now, I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, will you text us and let us know what's Mayfield going to start? Yeah, yeah. As soon as I hear anything, okay. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, okay, so you're going with the Raiders right now. Uh, no, because I, I was gonna say the, the the I was gonna say the Browns, but if they all COVID infected, then I would go Raiders. Yeah, um, I don't know because the Browns defense is still intact. That right, that's what I was getting ready to say. Because of the Browns defense, I'm still going with the Browns. Yeah, I think I'm still going with the Browns. Raiders haven't shown me anything, and the Raiders might get there thinking that because everybody got COVID, they might just lay down. I don't know. I'm going with the Browns <laughs> still. Sorry, Dale. Keep me- 
keep me with the Browns. Okay. All right, what, that was my... We all rolling with the Browns. With well, um, no, I think they have to play because of uh, so many games, Janelle. I don't think it has anything to do with Christmas. Because remember, they got 16 now instead of 14. Normally, we have 14 games, but this is 16. Yeah. You got to put them somewhere. But no, normally we have 16. Now we have 17. Eight, uh, 17, yeah. Yeah. But 18 weeks, yeah. But y'all talking about 17 teams, but it's really, this is only 16 games this week, people. Do your math. We're on week no. 15 it's, now. We're on week 15 right now. We have 18 weeks, but we play 17 games. Correct. But I'm saying if you do the math on the teams that's playing, it's only 16 teams uh, Sixteen uh, teams playing t- this week is what I'm saying. Are y'all listening to me? Well, everybody's playing. No, I don't this think you're listening to yourself. I don't think you're yeah. listening to yourself because that's not what you said. But we understand now. You, you you're talking about said. the number of teams. So we, yeah. we, you're talking so about the number 15, of teams. So we're talking about the number of games. Yeah, we on week 15, but I'm saying there's six and there's 18 games. I understand all that. But I'm saying there's only 16 games that's going to be played this weekend, is what I'm saying. And I've been saying that for the day one. Yeah, everybody's playing this week. That's what I'm saying. There's right. nobody on a pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there won't be any more buys. Correct. That's what we just said. I know. Okay. And there were there were sixteen there were there were sixteen games last week too, but did nobody play on Saturday. I'm just saying I don't like the fact that we got two teams uh four teams playing on Saturday is all I'm saying. Oh, I got well, things I like to do on Saturday. I can't No Janelle that was there was 14 games last week. I was 9 and 5. It's 14 games last week. Yeah, there was only 14 games last week. Mm-hmm. But there, but anytime there's no buys, there's always 16 teams playing. That has nothing to do with how many weeks are in the season, though. That's all we're trying to say. So, we've got that together. Let's go on with pick before we run out of time. So, we got Patriots at Colts. Patriots. Uh, yeah, Patriots. All right, we are clean sweep. We are rolling with Patriots. Okay, then we have Sunday games. We have official matchup: Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys. All right, that's clean sweep. We're all with the Cowboys. We have the Texans at the Giants. Losers at the losers. I'm gonna take the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Texans. I'm gonna go with the Texans. All right. Ain't Lou and I are rolling with the Texans. Janelle rolling with the Jags. All right, then we have the Titans at the Steelers. I'm going with the Titans, but Titans. you'll see what the Steelers might do. You'll know what I'm saying. I don't even know. Mm, Titans at the Steelers. I think I'm rolling with the Steelers. This week. All right, with, I'm with the Steelers. All right, then we have the Jets at the Dolphins. 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 All right. Clean sweep. We're all rolling with the Dolphins. All right. Um, divisional matchup. Washington at Eagles. That's going to be a uh, I think I'm going to go with Washington. I don't even know. Because the Eagles, they, they, been on, they was on a bye. So I'd say the Eagles. 
Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Eagles because they're at home, too, and coming off of a bye. Yeah. They should be able to pull this one off. All right, we have Cardinals at the Lions. Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, they bounce back, definitely. All right, then we have the Panthers. At, that's plain sweet. We're all going with the Cardinals. Panthers at the Bills. Bills. All right, another clean sweep. This is going to be a good one. Bengals at the Broncos. Yeah, that's Bronco. going to be a good one. Me too, Broncos. Bengals always show up on me when I doubt them. Jamar Chase is the truth. I think I'm rolling with the Bengals. All right, y'all going with the Broncos? I'm rolling with the Bengals. All right, there we have our matchup for our Falcons at the 49ers. 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 I, I, I'll say it. I, I'm going with the Falcons. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. And I'm rolling with my Niners. All right, y'all. Then we have the Seahawks at the Rams. Rams. Seahawks. I'm going to try. I've been looking at the scores. We got we up two wins on them. I'm going. It's time for us to win. Seahawks. Okay, I think I know. Uh, I think the Rams know how important they need this, especially to stay where they at, and they're one game behind the Cardinals. I'm rolling with the Rams on this. All right, then we have the Packers at the Ravens. Packers. Packers. Yeah, this is gonna be hard for Lamar. All right, we all rolling with the Packers. Okay, division matchup Sunday night: Saints at the Bucks. Bucks. Saints have beat the Bucks. Last five times they played. My mind is telling me to go with the Saints. But the Bucks are so powerful. And it takes them here. I'm going with the Bucks right now, but I may change this pick before before Sunday. I got to see something. I got to see how well Kamara looks. All right, then we have the Monday night matchup, divisional matchup, Vikings at the Bears. Vikings. 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 All right. You know what? No, I'm going to switch it now. I'm going with the Saints. If Kamara don't play, then I'm going to change it. I feel good about it. I don't know why. But, okay, uh, we're all going with the Vikings. All right, that is it. That is our pick for week 15. And it is time for our shout-out. Hail, Stripper. Okay, um... I just want to wish Miss Terry best travel back from visiting her dad. Um, I hope all is well. We met you tonight. Um, I want all of you ladies. Uh, Miss Lucinda, you did a good job on your lyrics tonight. That 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 COVID comment just got me. I, I almost fell off the chair with that. One. That was fun. Um, I want all of you ladies to um, be safe. Okay. Um, for those of us who are here in the Atlanta area, you know, things have gotten absolutely crazy lately. Um, regardless to what's going on, this pandemic has people losing it. And every time I turn the news on, you're hearing about um, somebody being attacked, a baby being shot, or something is going on. And this is the season where people absolutely lose it. So I just want all of you to please, please, please be safe. Enjoy your time with your families. Um, actually, um, 
uh, appreciate the fact that you have them because there are a lot of people, especially with this storm that just hit. Uh, there are so many people in Kentucky who, are, who have lost loved ones. So it's right now it's important that you remember the things that are important. So I want you guys to be safe, enjoy your families, have a wonderful time, um, know that you're loved, and Miss um, Tina, um, I want you to give your mom a hug for me. Um, because I, I often forget to to shout her out, but today I want to shout her out. I want to thank her for being such a great mom and for raising such a beautiful person. Um, because that you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of moms out there that do the things for their children the way your mom does for you. So I just want to give her much love and appreciation to Miss Denise Green. Um, and and you guys just other than that, be safe. From COVID and from people. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, Janelle. Hey, Lou. Thank you, Janelle, for those beautiful words of tenderness and love and care and concern. Uh, I just want to first give a shout-out to the birthday people. We have a lot of birthdays in December. Y'all had Daniels at the beginning of the month. Now the 17th is my mom. She's going to be 94, but it's a heavenly birthday. Happy heavenly birthday, Mommy. I I love you and miss you. On the 20th of December, we have Sheila, my niece, TJ's cousin. She will be 59 or 60 on the 20th, which is a Monday. And then we have, last but certainly not least, uh, well, we, we have a cousin. He's on the twenty. He's on uh, December thirtieth. His name's Jalen. He'll be twenty-eight. He's one of the kids' cousins. But my beautiful little Rebecca, she's going to be twenty-six on the thirtieth. So I want to give a shout out to her. Happy birthday, Becky! I love you so much. I don't know, TJ, when we come back. Is it the third, the seventh, or the fifteenth? Or when we come back? First Wednesday in January. Third, I think. First week? Okay. All right. And I just want to say, uh, Janelle, I love you so much, Janelle. I just thank you for coming on out at the last show of the year, and you showed up and you showed out. Thank you for coming. I love you so much. Uh, Your heart getting a little tender. I'm looking forward to be even more tender in 2022. TJ. Oh, no. Miss Terry, where are you? I really miss you tonight, Queen. I hope you're safe wherever you are, and I will be praying for you during the holidays and look forward to getting your picks and uh, seeing you stay behind me, and I'm going to catch up with TJ and Peter. Um, and, TJ, I just want to tell you that I love you so much. Uh, you, you, you think you're doing well right now because you want ahead of me. Keep on going separate like that, and don't you change up on me here because I'm be looking for you this week to change. But I love you, darling. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, um, and I just look forward to 2022. I, I believe this is it for us, 2022. What say you? <laughs> I say it too. <laughs> I love you, ladies, and um, you know, happy holidays, and um, thank you, thank you. That's all. Thank you for everything you do. All right. So until we meet again, y'all be blessed. All right. You too. All right. Bye, That's- ladies. Bye, bye. Seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Wednesday, Wikipedia, December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. The New Orleans Saints became the sixteenth NFL franchise. Nineteen seventy-four. The Miami Dolphins won the Orange Bowl for the thirty-first consecutive time. Nineteen ninety-two. Arthur Ashe named the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Ninety-six. Uh, both Troy Aikman surpassed Roger Staubach's Dallas Cowboy record. 
of 22,700 passing yards, and John Elway of the Broncos won his 126th game to set an NFL record. And in 1977, the San Francisco 49ers retired Joe Montana's number 16 during halftime of a game against the Denver Broncos. All right? So that is your Wednesday Wikipedia for December 15th. Of course, i got to give a great big shout-out to each and every one tuning in on the show tonight. Shout-out to Dale for calling in um, just for his loyal support. I thank you. Um, the birthdays today, Don Johnson turned 72, Josh Norman turns 34, and Kim Porter would have celebrated her birthday. We've lost her 2018. Shout-out to Marlon, um, main fan from Silicon Valley. Shout-out to him. His birthday is December 26th. So shout Shout out to you, Marlon. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. And shout out to you, Marvin. Thank you once again for always keeping me in mind with opportunities. And because of Marlon, I will be covering the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl December 30th um, here in Atlanta. So shout out to you, Marvin. Shout out to you, Harold, just for your belief in me Um and everything that you do and for what I do. I thank you. So ah, I'm so excited. All right. Shout out to um, my cousin Shalonda Smith. Again, I'm rocking her gear. This is a, um original slits by her um, design. So shout out to her. Make sure you check her out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, she has she makes specialized clothing, custom clothing, T-shirts, and jewelry. So make sure you shout out my cousin, all right? Bye, 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 all right? I love you, Shalonda, and thank you for my um my gift, okay? Happy early birthday. Shout out to my Uncle Leo. He has a birthday December 23rd. Shout out again to you, Joe Mullins. His birthday is today. Happy early birthday. Shout out to my girl, Natasha Sherrod Jenkins. Her birthday is the 7th. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with an amazing Lucinda's lyrics. Make sure that if you missed it, you catch it on the timeline or um, the podcast. Shout out to Janelle rounding out the triple threat tonight. As I always say, I thank you for your friendship. I love you. Um, thank you for everything that you bring to the show, all of the ladies. Shout out to Terry. We missed her tonight, but she was spending time with her family. But to the ladies, I thank you for your support, your unconditional support, um, and your sacrifice that you give me each and every week. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Thank you for all of your love and your support. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green. I thank you. I adore you. I love you. And I appreciate you. That is going to do it for the show tonight. This is it for 2021. TJ's motivational moment is six simple words. Thank you and I love you. Thank you for all of the support that you have shown me and given me each and every week. Thank you for your prayers, for wanting um, to see me succeed each and every day. 2022 is going to be phenomenal. I said it at the beginning of the show. Your tongue is the most powerful weapon that you possess. So I claim it right now in 2022. I claim that I will be part of a nationally syndicated sports show in the coming year. I pray that this show will be elevated. I pray for claim success over my career. I claim favor over my life. Again, thank you 
and I love you. It is my prayer for each and every one of you under the sound of my voice for the same. Life, prosperity, financial freedom, and most importantly, the abundance of unconditional love. I say it one more time, and I leave you with this from 2021 going into 2022. Thank you, and I love you. Until we meet again, I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Be good to others. Be good to yourselves. But most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.